Until we can manage time, we can manage nothing else. That is a quote by Peter Drucker. Welcome to Trina Talk. Trina Talk is a weekly podcast that will inspire and empower women of all ages to strive for the impossible. Your host, Trina L. Martin from TrinaMartin.com is a motivational speaker, leader, and cybertech expert. Every week, Trina will share wisdom gained from her life experiences and lessons learned while pursuing her goals to inspire you to achieve the next level in your life. Now, your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello, welcome to Trina Talk. I am your host, Trina L. Martin, and this is episode 63. The topic of this week's episode is how are you spending your time? My guest this week is Mark Struczewski. Mark is a productivity expert, online trainer, and podcast host. He helps people be productive in a distracted world. He works with executives to help them gain control of their time by taming distractions so that they can experience less overwhelm, feel a sense of freedom, and enjoy their lives. Hello, Mark. Welcome to Trina Talk. Thank you, Trina. It is such a pleasure to be here, and it's awesome to know that you live in Houston along with me. I know. I haven't interviewed anyone who actually lives in Houston, so this is um, pretty exciting for me as well. Um, I am excited because you're different than. I've been told that before. <laughs> now, I don't mean that kind of different, but different than um, some of the other people I've had on the show, because you are a productivity expert and online trainer, and you specialize in helping people cut out the distractions from their, from their life. Okay, first of all, I want to know, what did you do before you decided to do this? <laughs> well, actually, if I really want to be completely honest to you, and why wouldn't I, why would I lie to you, right? It makes no sense. I was actually suggested I should become a productivity expert. So in July 2005, a local hospital fired me. So I decided, I know what I'll do. I will be an entrepreneur. And the first thing I did is I went into wedding and portrait photography. Now, keep in mind, this is 2005. Facebook was still a baby. Twitter's just a baby. There was no Instagram or anything like that. And I said, well, how can I promote my business? I didn't want to do what everybody else is doing, which is direct mail. So I knew this friend who was a professional speaker. And I went and talked to her. And I, and I said, well, can you help me grow, my, grow a speaking platform so I can go out and speak? to grow my photography business. Well, the first time I went out and spoke, my wife said, oh, you shouldn't be a, a photographer. You should be a speaker. And I'm like, okay. So I was originally talking about photography, but that wasn't my passion. And then I tried to come up with some topics. One of them, I'm so embarrassed to say, was called From Hopeless to Hopeful. I have no idea where I came up with that. That went no place. Then I came up with an idea was um, how to overcome roadblocks in your path to success. Note the self, when you're not successful, don't tell people how to be successful. <laughs> so one day I was on a phone call with a coach of mine and I was not, I was having a bad day. I was just not feeling it. And he goes, what's going on? I said, you know, I really love speaking. I love training. I love helping people, but I don't know what I should do. He goes, well, why don't you talk about productivity? And I said, well, I don't know where that came from, but why would you say that? And he said, because you're, you're like naturally productive. I don't know too many people who are productive like you are. 
I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, you should, you should teach people your way of being productive. And that gave birth to my whole thing of productivity. I'm now known on LinkedIn as Mr. Productivity. Uh, a guy named Jeff Young gave me that title about a year ago. And, and so I just love doing it. I, I guess because I'm so naturally productive, maybe it's the way I was raised and had no siblings or anything like that. I just, I like being productive and efficient. And so it's just a natural fit for me. Okay. So I know you probably already know this is coming, but what does that mean? Um, you like being productive. Pro- productive to me means when you do what you need to do, when you need to do it, when you are in your, how do I want to say this? When you're doing what you're called to do. And I didn't know what I was called to do until about maybe 2011, about eight years ago. I had no clue. And so if you feel like you're pushing a rope, I argue that you'll never be the most productive version of yourself. So I think everyone's got their own version, their own definition of productivity. Yes, you can look it up in the dictionary. Yes, you can act, ask different productivity experts, but I think you need to look at yourself and say, okay, like, how do I define success? Same question. How do I define productive? How do I know I'm being productive? Because I think it's got to be customized for you instead of taking a definition from the interwebs and using that definition. I think you need to, I mean, you can use it as a guide, but you need to create your own definition. So you own it. Mm. Okay. I like that. I, I like that. So when you decided you wanted to be a productivity expert, did you go out speaking? Did you train people? How did you sw- make the um, pivot from you? Because you said you were doing photography for a while, then you decided to get into speaking and now you're doing um, keeping people, f- um, teaching them how to keep distractions out. So tell me how that evolution went. I did what a lot of honest entrepreneurs do. I just stumbled and bumbled and tried this. It didn't work. Let me try this. Let me, how do I learn how to do this? How do I figure this out? What's amazing to me, Trina, is when I went and began studying high performers, very successful people in our world, I realized they just like, okay, let me try this. Oh, that didn't work. Let me try this. And so that's what most entrepreneurs do. They, they just, okay, I, I want to go from here to here. How do I do that? Well, I don't know. Let me go to this website that no one's ever heard of called google.com and say, how do I X, Y, Z? And that's, so I self-taught myself. I self-taught myself podcasting. I self-taught myself how to be a speaker. I self-taught myself how to be a trainer. And, and, and I think that's, you know, the essence of being an entrepreneur. You just figure it out as you go along. If you decide you want to be a video trainer, well, how do you do video? You just go and learn it. Um, I, I think that's what most entrepreneurs do. You just learn as we go. So I didn't have a plan. I didn't know, like when I first got in, I was talking about productivity. Productivity is this ginormous umbrella. And I'm like, okay, I need to focus down because no one's going to hire me for a 20-day keynote. Mm-hmm. And so I decided, I started looking around and seeing everybody's like obsessed with their phones and technology. And I noticed that their phones are going ping, zoom, swish, ding, dong. And I'm like, huh, distractions. And so even though I can talk about any aspect of productivity, I focus. Sin on, on distractions because distractions are truly keeping us from doing what we really need to get done. I like that. Now, let's go into the distractions because I like what you're saying. Um, and me personally, one of my big things that um, I found that is not only a distraction in the in the tangible sense where, you know, you're hearing the pings and everything, but I think it, 
is a distraction as far as mentally and mindset is the news. So I've stopped watching the news. So tell me about the different distractions, how you go into um, corporations, talk to CEOs, and just tell me about how you have, how do you teach people how to overcome distractions? Well, I have identified the top five distractions everyone deals with. Now, this is in no particular order. It's going to be different for everyone, but their email, social media, human beings, entertainment, because entertainment's huge now with gamings and all that stuff, and then their mindset. And when I go talk to a client, no matter who they are, I, I, I really do like an interview with them and say, okay, let's tell me about your day. And usually they say, I wake up, I grab my phone. Okay, stop. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. We already have a problem. Three things you should never do in the morning. Check social media, check your email, check the news. Now you can watch the news. I have no problem with you watching the news, but you should watch the news or check in on the news when you want to. And I think if you want to have a super duper productive day, you should have a really good night's sleep. We can talk about that later if you want. And you should, you should cherish that first hour of your day. So maybe you read the Bible, maybe you meditate, maybe you do yoga, maybe you go for a run. That first hour of your day, you should make it yours. Because as soon as you open your email or check the news or check social media, now you're entering the world of negativity. And so when I talk to people, I, I really want to find out where are their bottlenecks in their productivity? Because everyone's different. Not everyone has a problem with the morning. Sometimes people have a problem when they are on break or they take lunch or they're, they're at their break room to talking to people in the break room. And so we all have our bottleneck. So there's no boilerplate that says A plus B plus C equals D. It works different for everyone. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, definitely. So how are you received? Because I would imagine going into corporations, I'm, I, I mean, I just... Being where I came from, corporate America, <clears throat> I don't see how companies, I see the value in you, but are they calling you and saying, um, I'm distracted or my people are distracted and we want you to come in and help us out? How does that work? Well, it's interesting. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> this. It's interesting. Is leaders will contact me and say, my employees <laughs> are not doing this. And I'm like, um, I think the onus is on you. Mm -hmm. like, what do you mean? I'm like, um, are you enabling them to be productive? For example, do you under, Do you know your employees? Do they know they're, are they in the right seat to use Jim Collins from Built to Last and Good to Great Fame? Are they in the right seat on the right bus doing the right job? Mm. Or did you just hire them? And that's on you as a leader. If you don't know, I don't care if you have three people or 3,000. Do you know everyone's strength in your company? Because if you got a guy who's really good at Excel spreadsheets, he dreams in Excel spreadsheets. He, 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 he wraps Christmas presents in Excel spreadsheet. I mean, that's what he does. But you have him making copies or doing sales. He's in the wrong seat. Mm -hmm. And so I think leaders of any business need to make sure that you have the people in the right seat doing the right job. And when I tell them that they're like, what do you mean? It's my fault. <laughs> well, you're the leader. You hired them or you hired the leader or you hired the boss who hired the boss who hired them, but you're directly responsible because you're at the top. You need to make sure these people understand what they're doing. Do they need more training? 
Are they confused? I, I remember when I used to work for a hospital here in Houston, the C-suite and the IT the people wanted to get new software. They never had anybody who used the software, like I was in inventory control, the nursing station, the doctors. They didn't ask us. They made the decision. They, they just forced it on us. And we, the efficiency took a huge dip for many months because we're like, uh, you know, before I knew how to do ABC. Now it's like, uh, what do I do? And you look at the screen, you're like so confused because it was so it was like going from English to Mandarin Chinese. <laughs> and because they didn't involve the people on the front lines, oh, they're just on the front lines. Oh, they're just salespeople. Oh, they're just customer service. Yeah, but they're the front face of your business. And so I think leaders, instead of them starting, starting with the question of like, well, what, do I'm, what can we do about my employees? I'm like, let's start with you first. Are you making it easy for them to be productive? If they need training, are you sending them the training, paying them for training on company time, or are you being cheap about it and say, well, just figure it out? Mm. I think the productivity in any business starts at the top. It cannot start with the employee. It's got to start at the top because if it starts at the top, then it's going to filter down and it's going to have, it's, the company's going to embrace it. But if you tell people, I'll just figure it out. They're like, well, I'll just go someplace else. I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. So when you finally get them past their shock that <laughs> they're the problem. <laughs> That's a challenge. I'll be honest with you. It is a challenge because they just figured they're, they're the, they're the leader and you know, how dare I? And I'm like, well, do you want help or don't you want help? Mm -hmm. It's your call. So for those that say, okay, I want help. You, you know, you just slap me in the face with that, but I still need you to come in and help me. What do you do? What's your strategy and how do you go into these corporations? Well, I will sit down and say, okay, tell me again, like like I already mentioned, what's the problem? I don't want a vague, like, well, they're not being productive. That, that doesn't tell me anything. I can't, you know, if you walk into the emergency room and say, it hurts, what, what hurts? So be specific. Mm-hmm. Are they not showing up on time? Are they talking too much? Are they on the phone? You know, what, what is specifically the problem? And you know this, Trina. If someone comes to you for help. People need to know, you need to know exactly what their problem is. They come to you with a vague problem. You're like, um, I need more details. And so I, I try to get them to tell me specifically and because it goes back to what I said earlier, because they don't know their people really well, they can't give me specifics. I'm like, mm-hmm. how can I help you? What that means is I had to come to your company and just sit around and wa- watch people all day long, which is a colossal waste of your time and my time. And you're paying a lot of money for me to do that when you should be able to tell me the problem is X. Okay. Now I can fix X, but people are so vague, not just in companies people, all my clients, even the individual ones, they're very vague. They don't very, very rarely they come to me and say, I have a problem with X. They say, well, I, I want to be more productive. I'm like, okay, well now I have to figure out what are you doing? Right. Mm-hmm. What's going wrong? What are your struggles? And that takes longer the process than if you come in and say, listen, I have a trouble. I have trouble doing X. Okay. Now I can, now I can really focus in on that. And people, they, I don't know. It's just like, they call me and then they're giving me pushback when I ask them for specific, specific details. Well, I can't help you unless you, you're specific. Well, you know, is what I was thinking and what would be interesting. So when you get there and these CEOs or whatever have no clue, do you ever go to the employees and say, hey, um, tell me how you work your day? 
Well, yeah, that's the next step. Mm-hmm. I, I will, I will go talk to John or Jane and, and say, okay, tell me about your struggles. Okay. Because anything they tell me, I don't go back and tell the leader. I said, just what, what's, what's holding you back? What, what don't you like? Mm-hmm. And most of the time it's going to fall in the category. Like, okay, they don't listen. This is not my strength. I have no idea how to use the software. You know, it's stuff like that, that the leader should have known all along. If not the big leader, then the immediate supervisor should know this. And what happens when I find out, and this gets into political stuff and, you know, people, nobody wants to make waves because they're all trying to climb the ladder and no one wants to say anything. And like, well, the bottom line is when you have employees not being productive, it directly affects your bottom line because then customers aren't being served and they're leaving. Right. And, and so it, it becomes a problem where it starts spreading like a bunch of ooze and it goes everywhere and, and, or like ants at a picnic and you got to step back and go, okay, do I want my employees to be productive or don't I want my employees being productive? And I, I tell people what you should do is again, I don't care how many people give you your company a couple times a month, take three or four employees out to lunch away from the company. And you tell them anything that's said at this luncheon, it doesn't go past me. I will take your, you know, be like completely anonymous and really ask them, okay, what's going on? Tell me your problems. And it, it could be something like the, uh, we have an annoying employee that works in the department. Hopefully they didn't come with a lunch with you because that would be a totally <laughs> different problem. But it just, but in the beginning, they're not going to really open up to you. Okay. But if you make it a regular process and the, and the word gets around like, oh, wow, man, you go talk to the big boss, you go out to lunch with him. Oh, man, he keeps it, everything he really wants to know. Then they're going to start opening up and it's, everyone's going to win because the company's going to win. You're going to satisfy more customers, the ROI. All those things are going to happen. But it's got to start with the leadership. You, you cannot expect just because you gave someone the job and say, here's the software, here are the tools, good luck. You can't expect them to just jump in and be like a Tom Brady picking up a football. You're going to have to lead them. That's why you're called a leader. You have to lead them and you have to give them the right tools. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what is your um, success rate as far as when you go in and you do what you do? Do you see progress? Do you go back and check in on these people? Do they call you? How do you know that, you know, you've actually you know, been successful at that corporation? You know, it's funny. It's just like my regular clients. It's, you know, my one-on-one clients, they do something for a little while and they go back to the old habits. (laughs) It's so I don't think it's, it's, it's not, it's not any different. It's, it's amazing. I helped you. You started moving the right direction and then I'm gone and you revert back maybe because you've been doing it for so long or I don't know. It, it's amazing because they got progress, but it's like, well, I like the way it was before. I wasn't productive. I was miserable, but you know, it was more comfortable. And like, I, I don't get it. So yeah, that's, it, that's, that's uniform. It, it's like, I, I don't understand it because when someone comes along in my life and says, Hey, why don't you try this? I'm like, wow. Okay. It's a paradigm shift, but the results are better. I, I, in my life, I don't go backwards. Maybe I'm an outlier. I don't understand it, but most people I deal with, they seem to revert back to old habits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can only help them. I can't force them to change. They've got to say, okay, listen, this new way is really different, but you know what? I'm going to try it for a couple months and see, but you can't try it for a couple weeks or until I leave 
and then go back to the way it was because then why why did I waste my my few hours here on earth if you're not going to make a change? I mean, to me, it's not just about the money. Mm-hmm. I really want to help people be more productive. Okay, so let's get into that. Let's get into the distractions and what you you know think about it. How do you get people to overcome them? Um, what's your strategy? Tell me, tell me how you do that. Well, let's start with email and social media because those seem to be, you know, really preventing people from being productive a lot. A, turn off notifications for social media and for email. Two, number two is specifically with email, get to the point, stick to the point. So what I mean by that, avoid vagueness. Don't go on and on and on and on and on, you know, the history of your life from DNA to present day. Just get to the point and be specific. So we've all gotten these kind of emails, Trina. I'm sure you have, because I know I have many times. Someone sends you a document and the only thing the email says is thoughts, question mark. And I'm like, thoughts on what? The font size, the font type, the color, how many pages? Say, hey, you know, a more specific action would be, did I miss anything? Am I too vague? Is there anything wrong in this report? So be very specific. The other thing you do with email is only copy people on the email who genuinely have to be on the email. Mm -hmm. When I bring up the reply all from the (laughs) stage, I hear a collective, oh, Mm -hmm. is there someone who decides I have to send an email out and I'm going to copy everyone in the company? And of course, then everybody else replies all and says, why am I on this list? And they were, though you get this like a billion emails and that of course now no one's productive because everybody's getting all these, you know, every time someone replies and it's just a mess. So I reminded of a story I read about Steve jobs and he was having a meeting about the iPhone and there were five people in the meeting and he started talking about the, the iPhone and he stopped and he noticed a girl in the, in the room and he goes, who are you? You know, Steve Jobs, you know, if you've seen him on TV, you know, he's very blunt. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, um, I, this is my boss. He told me to come here. And he goes, we won't be meeting you. And he waited for her to get up and leave. And it's like awkward. <laughs> but he only wanted the people who needed to be in the meeting to be in the meeting. Right. He didn't want all these other people. And I think when we send an email, we need to stop and go, OK, does anyone need to be copied on this? Yes. OK. Who and only send it to those people. People are copying so many people on so many emails, it's ridiculous. Because if you get the email and you're like, why am I getting this email? And you took the time to read it. The second thing you another thing you could do, I don't know what letter I'm on, but let's say C. <laughs> um, on your phone, disable vibration mode. Because what people don't realize is if you do everything right, you mute your phone, you put it face down and you get a, a message, you get a, a phone call, you get a, a text message, whatever, your phone's going to vibrate. When the phone vibrates, you might as well pick up the phone because your distractions are already, your, your focus is already distracted. So I don't have vibration mode on my phone turned on. So my iPhone's right next to me. Okay. The vibration mode's already off. It's muted and face down. So I have no idea if someone's calling me right now. No idea. So you have to take care of that. So that's a little bit on how to deal with email. Let's talk about social media. Number one, you need to schedule time to be on social media. Now, every phone that I'm aware of, Trina, has a timer on it. 
And so I suggest before you go on social media, you set a timer, maybe 30 minutes. I wouldn't do more than an hour. I would do 30 minutes, honestly. And then once you set the timer, you could do whatever you want on social media. Now, I'm not talking about social media for growing your business and brand because that's certainly important. I'm talking about for fun. You're watching cat videos, kid videos, stuff like that. When the timer's over, timer stops, you stop social media. The other way you could do that is if you're a scheduler like I am, maybe you do sales calls from 12 to 1230. From 1230 to 1, you take lunch and spend time on social media. At 1 o'clock, you, I don't know, write some copy for your website. So now you have something at the end of that 30 minutes to stop you. What happens is people pick up their phone and then you start scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And people don't realize social media is designed to keep you on the platform until you die. Okay. <laughs> they don't want you to leave. That's what, that's why I created a video. It's on my website. It's an 11 minute video on five ways to control social media. It's a free video. You just go to mrproductivity.com and, and sign up. You get the video. It's, it's, People don't realize that that's why it's endless scrolling. That's why when you watch a YouTube video, it says, hey, Trina, you might like these other five videos. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. And you click, 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 and all of a sudden, six hours have gone by. That's the way social media is, the, uh, is designed. Don't get mad at social media. It's called adulting. You need to say, hey, I'm only going to be on social media for 30 minutes. I'm going to stop. Don't blame Facebook and Instagram. It's not their fault that you can't get off the social media platform. I tell people, hey, if you really can't control social media, delete the apps off your phone temporarily. And if that doesn't work, delete your account. If you got that big of a problem, then get it out of your life until you can figure out a way to just spend, to be in charge of social media instead of letting social media be you. So that's how you deal with email and social media. Yeah, that makes actually that makes me wonder if you have that um, big of attachment to social media. That makes me wonder um, what are you doing with the rest of your life? Because (laughs) something is something is wrong there if if social media is your priority. Um, And it's funny you say the reply all thing because I hate that. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It you know, I'm just like the people you speak to when you hear the moans and the groans, because inevitably there is someone who will reply all or um, add, yeah, add all of these different people onto an email and you're going, why, why? Mm -hmm. And normally I just delete them. I don't even respond. Like, why am I getting this? I just delete it. But then you find the people who keep the cycle going because, yeah, they will reply all and say, why am I getting this? And then you have somebody else. Well, yeah, why am I getting this? I shouldn't be. And it's like, you idiots, just stop. <laughs> just stop. Yeah. I'll share, I'll share a funny story is I had done a presentation and what they did is I said, hey, can I send you an email you send out to everybody? And they go, yeah, sure. You know, I just want to thank everybody for being at the event and stuff like that. They send an email out. Instead of blind copying a list, mm. they, they copied everyone. And so I replied to the person, not to all, to the person I said, or yet the presentation and they wrote back touche. So I'm like, really, we just talked about this and you did the exact same thing that you groaned at. So I thought that was kind of hysterical. Yeah. And, and that's another thing they do the, they don't blind copy. So when you get it, 
you got to scroll through 1200 people before you actually get to the text. And then it, it makes you go, you know what? I just don't even want to read this. So I, I agree with you with, <laughs> with that is those are some of my top pet peeves too. And I'm just going, Oh my goodness. Why? So anyway, sorry to interrupt you. I just had to get that off my chest. So no, I just, those are, those are two, I mean, uh, email and social media distractions. You want to know how I suggest people deal with people? Oh Yes. <laughs> we have to deal with these human beings walking around their planet. And here's the thing. Number one, if someone comes up to you in your office or whatever, or calls you on the phone and say, Hey, you got a minute. If you don't have a minute, don't say sure. Trina, you say, no, I'm hopefully you wouldn't, wouldn't hear the call from Trina because your phone is vibration off face down and muted. But if you actually pick the phone up, say, listen, I don't have time for you right now, Trina, but I'd love to help. So I have, I have 15 minutes at two 30 this afternoon. Will that work for you? Okay. So you're not letting them start going. Cause you know, Trina, it's not going to be five minutes. You know, that is, <laughs> you know, it's not going to be a short call. And so you have to, you have to, um, I'm going to be dating myself here. Some of your listeners may know this nip it in the bud. Mm -hmm. Gomer pile mm -hmm. nip it in the bud. You got to nip that in the bud when they call or they come to your office, say, no, I don't have time for you. Mm -hmm. And most leaders, if they're worth their salt are going to respect that. The second thing you need to do is when someone comes in your office and they ask you if you got five minutes and you say no, and you say five minutes, you know, 15 minutes to two 30 break eye contact with them. <laughs> Because if you hold on, you know where I'm going with this, Trina. If you hold eye contact and you're smiling and you're shaking your head, they're going to think you want to engage. Disconnect from the eyes and put your, I don't care what you're working on. Look at your computer keyboard. <laughs> pick up a piece of paper that's blank. I don't care. Break eye contact. People laugh when I say this from the stage, but I'm like, think about it. What would you do if I said goodbye and we're still like nodding and smiling? You're going to stay there, right? That's what, that's what normal people are going to do. You break eye contact, you turn around, walk away. They're going to walk out the door. So you've got to do, it sounds silly, but it works. And I know your audience is laughing and go, oh, I got to try that. Try it. It works. No one is going to sit there in your office when you sit down on your computer, you start typing your keyboard. It could be, the computer could be off. You're just typing the key, the keys and they, and you're not looking at them. They're going to, they're going to leave. I'm serious. They're going to leave. Um, I have tried that. Now, I've been doing that for a while before I knew it was a productivity thing because you do, you get the people and it seemed like every time you're in the middle of something that you really have to get accomplished, <laughs> <laughs> you already know you get that person and they're like, hey, blah, 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 you know, I, my cat jumped over the moon and blah, 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 blah. And I will. I will just totally, just totally ignore them. But then you get the people who still stand there. And still want to hold this conversation. And then you're going, and, and I, I've had to physically like turn my chair around and turn my back to people for them to get the another, message. Another thing you could do is grab something on your desk, folder, notebook, and just pick it up and walk out of your office. <laughs> I, I guess I'm serious. You have to do, cause there is, you're right. There are some people who are definitely in the wrong seat on the wrong bus going in the <laughs> wrong direction. And you need to do something drastic so if you just need to grab a, a folder walk out of your office walk down the hallway they're not going to sit there and wait for you to come back they're going to they're probably look at you and like oh she was serious and they're going to leave but yeah you you need to it, it's sad that it has to come to this but there are people who do not respect boundaries another thing i do is i tell people is if you work in a cubicle i want you to get three colors of construction paper red green and yellow green means you're come on in Yellow means perceived caution. Red means you come in here. I'm going to cut your head off. Now, 
people, this is not a perfect solution. There are people who are going to go blow right past that. But more often than not, people are going to respect it. If you have an office with a door, shut your door. I had a client whose employer, she was an HR director, thought it was a really smart idea to give the HR director the office that was completely enclosed with glass. Mm. Now, people can stand outside her office, even though she had an executive assistant who was a pit bull, they would stand at her office away down the hallway a little bit from the desk of the executive assistant and just look at this poor person and waving at her and like, and of course there's no place she can hide. And I'm like, why do people, why do companies do this? You know, it's just, they, they put the office in clothes. So it's privacy, but they can see in, it's like, it's a fish tank. Mm -hmm. And, and so I told her if she needs to be left alone, she needs to go to another office that's vacant or the conference room that only is the executive assistant knows where she is because people would bother her constantly knock on the glass. Like she's a, like she's a zoo <laughs> animal or something like that. And she wouldn't get someone. She is going crazy. She says, it won't leave me alone. And it's like, because they see her in the office, she could be playing solitaire. She could be working on a, on a budget proposal. They don't care. They see her in the chair and they go, Oh, she's available. No, that's what she has an executive assistant for. You go to her executive assistant and say, listen, I need to talk to Jane. Okay. Jane's not available all day, but she's right there. She's not available. So you got to get yourself a really good executive assistant, by the way, mm -hmm. someone who's going to be like guards you like with swords and flaming arrows and stuff like that. If you just get one, lets anyone in that defeats the purpose. <laughs> Are you laughing, Trina? I'm laughing because it's true. It is. It's so funny because I've been, I've experienced all of these things. And it's so, it's, it's funny now that I look back on it because you're right. The glass office is like, why? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and my thing is with someone who's an HR, honestly, you shouldn't be giving them the glass office because what if she's in there, you know, firing someone or yes. whatever. That's what I said. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't want everybody to know that. Um, so that, yeah, that was kind of, um, not very smart on their part. Oh, so but again, she hired me individually. The company didn't bring me in. Oh. I would have loved because that's the first question I would ask. I'm like, um, HR director, why do they have a fishbowl for an office? I mean, I, I gotta know. I, I I'm dying to know. I'd love to know their reasoning on it. So yeah, yeah. So <laughs> this is oh my goodness. So I yeah, I could talk to you forever about this because this is funny, but I love. Um, what you're doing as far as the distractions. And like I said, I've never met anyone before who actually goes in and talk about distractions because it is a real thing. And sometimes I have to catch myself because I think I have a bit of ADD um, with the distractions too, because I'll work on something else. Oh, I need to do that. And I'll work on something else. So I know, but I'm not a social media freak. So I don't, I don't get on social media and, and go crazy. My thing is just my brain is working a million miles a minute and I'm trying to get things done. That's what entrepreneurs do. But I got to tell you something. When you said ADD, I remember I saw a little skit from, do you remember, do you know the comedian, um, Bill Engvall? Yes. He did this one skit where his, him and his wife went to see the, well, it wasn't a skit. It was, he was telling a story about his, uh, kid got in trouble at school and he was looking out the window and, and his wife says, honey, do, does anyone in your family have ADD? And he says, yeah, we can add, subtract, multiple, and divide. Why are you at, why are you spelling it? And I said, I always, I always thought that was funny. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yeah. So anyway, but 
you know, I'm going to move into our questions that uh, sure. that I have. Uh, I could talk for a very long time, and I, I'm sure the listener doesn't want a 20 hour podcast. And I could hey, talk to go, you too because it's funny and some of the stuff. We should you're do Joe out. Rogan to do. Joe, we should be Joe Rogan. I think the longest podcast he did was five hours. Oh my we, goodness! We, you and I probably could fill that up. I no doubt. Oh, we could. Okay, we're going to go into questions. Are you ready? Yes, ma'am. Okay, who or what motivates you? Brendan Burchard. Really? I like him too. Okay. I am a student of his Experts Academy. Best course I've ever taken, including college. Wow. Hmm. What demotivates you? People who are lazy or late or just don't respect boundaries. Hmm. When was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked for your good? When I was fired in July 2005. Hmm. What is your fear? Overall, mm-hmm. whatever you want to give I, me. I hate needles, flu shot needles, giving blood. They, I mean, when I go get this, probably more information your listener wants. When I go get, give blood or get blood, you know, for the blood test, uh, my wife's holding my one hand. They're using the smallest infant butterfly. The phlebotomist is like comforting. I'm like, I do not like needles. I If they were telling me you want to get high, I'm like, is it involved needles? No way. There's no, I don't like needles. Okay. <laughs> Has anyone said that in your show before? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could have said fear of failure or success, but I wanted to do something unique. No, that's good. That's That's what I like. Is there a time, and you have to pay attention to these because some people get these uh, mixed up. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? Is there a time I wish I did something that I didn't? Um, I think related to my business, I think the fear of what are people going to think has caused me to delay, whether it's releasing a product or a training or something like that. And I think that's the I think that's one of the biggest problems I've struggled with. Okay, here's the converse of that. Is there a time that you wish you had not done something? <sighs> I wish I've not done something. Oh, this is a good place to edit out silence. Um, <laughs> something I did not do something. I I can't think of anything right now. Um, nothing's really popping in my head, and I don't want to like take five minutes to think about it. Okay. Now you mentioned this earlier, and this is my question: What is your definition of success? My definition of success is when you have no debt and you have money in savings accounts and you don't depend on income coming in. So you have enough money to maintain your standard of living, but you're not like, oh, I hope I land this client. I hope I get this coaching client. I hope people sign up for my course or training that you can just live in freedom because I believe in my heart of hearts, whatever that means is when you have enough money to take care of your expenses, it frees up the stress. Oh, I break a leg, get in an accident, whatever. I've got money to cover it. And I think a lot of people, because a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck and they're living below their means or above their means, below the means, above whatever it is, above, yeah, they're below, they, they, they're spending more money. I think for me, success would be is to be able provide for my wife. And if, you know, I want to take a vacation, I've got the money. If I have to have a procedure done, I've got the money. And I think uh, not having stress is a big indicator of not having, uh, of being successful. Mm. How do you recharge? (laughs) 
it, it's kind of funny because in the webinar I did earlier today, someone said, how do you, how do you like, like relax? Cause you're always high energy. I recharge by, I love reading. Um, I've always, I, in high school and college, I hated reading. But then as, when I became an entrepreneur, I, I found like people like Brendan Burchard, Grant Cardone, um, you know, um, Tony Robbins, Bill Gates, they read a lot. I'm like, huh, they're very successful. They're very wealthy and they read a lot. I'm not reading a lot. So I started reading more and I found out that when you read a lot, you become smarter and you can help more people. So I like to recharge by reading. I don't like watching video. Um, I'm not one of these people. When you tell me you've got a video for me to watch, I'm like, oh, how long is it? I don't like video. I like listening to podcasts. I like running, but I don't like watching video because you can't do something else when you're watching the video. Mm, I'm like that too. What are you awesome at? I'm awesome at being me. There is only one Mark Stucheski in the entire world, and I'm not going to change because this is who I am. Okay. What legacy do you want to leave? I want people to know me as someone who really truly cared about everybody regardless if you we have the same views on things or if we disagree or whatever i want people to say you know what i didn't really agree with him but you know what he was respectful respected respect he respected me he really cared that's the kind of legacy i want to leave okay so mark give the listeners one motivational takeaway Tell your time where to go instead of wondering where it went. And what I mean by that is at the end of the day, before you go to bed, or at the very latest, before you start your day, the next day, sit down and I recommend using a planner. You can convert it to your account, your, uh, your electronic calendar later, but give your day a purpose. Figure out what things you want to get done today and fill in the spots. Even though you can move them around, the people I've studied, when they go into the day with a plan, they're much more productive than if they just say, well, let's see what happens. Mm, so true. Tell the listeners how they can connect with you. The best way to get a hold of me is to my website, markstucheski.com. But because no one can spell markstucheski.com, unless you're in my inner circle, I have the domain mrproductivity.com. Mr. is all spelled out. When you type in mrproductivity.com, it goes to markstucheski.com. You're welcome. And there you can find out about my coaching. I have a live training program I do every month. I have a podcast. All my social media links are there. My blog post, everything's there. So just go to your browser, type in mrproductivity.com, and you'll go to the wonderful world of my website. Okay, Mark. Well, I enjoyed speaking with you. This has been like really fun. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the strangest guest you've had on the show so far? You can be honest and tell me. I'm no, strange. No, actually, okay. you're oh, not. really. <laughs> really okay now the other guests are going is it me <laughs> no and you're not strange and it's funny i say funny but i didn't mean like ha ha funny but it's funny because everything you were saying was relevant and true so that's what i really like about it and it was also of value but i just want to say thank you for taking your time out to be um here with me today on trina talk well thank you for having me it was an honor to serve both of you and your audience if you like Trina Talk, please don't forget to go out to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. Also, who else in your life do you know that needs some motivation and inspiration in their life? Don't forget to share Trina Talk with them. I hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your mindset, you can change your life. Keep striving.
because success is a journey, not a destination. You can listen to Trina talk anytime and anywhere. It's available on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and all other places that you can listen to podcasts. If you like the podcast, please don't forget to go to iTunes to subscribe, rate, review, and share. If you have questions for me or need inspiration on how to go to the next level, tweet me directly at Trina L. Martin.